Is it a potato chip cookie? <laughs> it's like a chocolate chip cookie only. It's just little chunks of potato <laughs> in the dough. Ah, that'd be pretty good. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And I have no sense number... of rhythm. Damn. And I keep talking over Zach. It's, a... it's really annoying. <laughs> it sure is. This is episode 160 of Video Games Hot Dog. Christ, we're we're off our game because Riff and I are in Phoenix and Kevin is in San Francisco. <laughs> All by myself. You know, what we are in the middle of here is a goddamn haboob. There is yeah. a haboob happening as we speak. Oh, yeah? I thought you were going to say clusterfuck, but it's kind of a weather Oh, right, yeah. This is a clusterfuck inside a haboob. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier today, I was at the data center, and uh, instead of our, uh, our firewalls being a clusterfuck, they are now a clustered pair. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is that a kind I'm fucking, of cereal? I'm fucking despair, and he's fucking disgusted. Uh, you guys have heard that joke, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's there's a haboob. We're in the middle of it, and yep. it's all lightning-y. Uh, oh, which, that's a different kind. Well, I don't know. Does it form glass in the air, and then you... Oh, oh that would be so damn. great. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't great be great if you, got, if you got impaled by a jagged spear of it. Yeah. Just like, oh, it's. I'm sorry, God doesn't like you. <laughs> he, oh, he, he mistook you for a grape. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's Habubi outside, and very very. I, I tried to leave the restaurant, even though uh, even though our phones buzzed. They, our phones gave us uh, gave us the, the the like. This is a test of the, the emergency broadcast system noise. <laughs> and said, "Don't go anywhere until nine. And at eight thirty, I tried to leave the restaurant, and the door slammed itself shut because wow. of the wind. I, it was a struggle to get out of the restaurant. Did you have to drive um, through what looks kind of like fog? No, it. Uh, I don't know that the dust actually made it over to this side of town yet or at all. There were definitely photos of it uh, coming from the east that are coming from the west that oh, were yeah. uh, like just the big like opaque wall of dust. <sighs> that um, it's like a pain in the ass, and it's like a bunch of like half an inch of dust on, on everything. But it looks really cool while it's. In, I like, just washed my car like you. last week too. You don't you normally see something it, that Riff. big moving. <laughs> yeah, you wash your car once a year, and once a year there's a haboob. Yeah, yep. uh, your car is the size of a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes it it's more fuel efficient that way because I don't have to drive very far. <laughs> oh, because it contains all of the petroleum <laughs> that it runs on. Ah, <laughs> oh, guys, what have you been up to? Um, not a whole lot, really. Every yeah. time, every week, it's as though it's the first time I've ever asked this question. Well, Do you no, guys it's not? Just there's, like Does sometimes there I... isn't a lot going on. I've, I I I went climbing a couple times, uh, which is nice because I hadn't been climbing for a while. So did you blast your core? Is your core totally blasted? Uh, it's been yeah, it's blasted a bit. Yeah. I did what I always do when I come back to Arizona. I overdid it on the power tower the first day. Oh, yeah. And then and just can sore. barely move. Isn't huh. that one of those drinking games? Yeah. Yeah, it's where you become a level 40 wizard <laughs> by drinking 40 beers in one in one party. <laughs> it's pretty good. You've got to be really tall. Yeah, so you're, I think game. your staff would have to get just thicker instead of you just Yeah, you just thicken it. You thicken yeah. the staff. Once a wizard gets 40 beers in him, his staff gets pretty thick. Uh, Edward... Edward forty hands. Um, I, Edward forty cans of beer. Yeah, hands. Edward forty cans of beer. <laughs> hands. Edward uh, case hands. I had not really done any roped climbing in quite a while, and so uh, I, I got a friend to climb with me, which was nice. Did you go up very high on the wall? I did. 
multiple times. I ripped some skin off my middle finger on my left hand twice, though. The same spot. It's really gross. That is because you're not careful enough. Uh, I, I don't know if that's the... I mean, I could just not climb difficult routes, but yeah, that, that would be boring. that's my suggestion, or at all. Uh, you could just uh, gradually become fatter and fatter until you die from it. Okay, that's the typical move. Is is that why <laughs> animals that are given fewer calories live longer? Is because they mm-hmm. don't? It takes them much much longer to get fatter till they die from it. Yeah, they don't they don't get so obese that their own gravity crushes their heart. Hmm. Okay. Their heart eventually turns into iron. And that's where it stops. It doesn't become a diamond. No. No, it's it's like What's the, what's what's heavier than iron? What's the next element after iron? Lead. There isn't one if you're talking about solar fusion. Well, no, I but there is one. It's is it lead? I don't know. <laughs> lead's, lead's heavier. Riff, you don't... said that like you knew something about chemistry. I know that lead is heavier than iron. Okay. I didn't memorize the periodic table up that far. Isn't I it's isn't iron fairly early on the periodic table? Uh, Fe isn't it like cobalt? Eight? Isn't it like set? And a carbon is eight, I think. Hmm. Unless it's ten. Is it like seven? I don't is know. It iron, iron is carbon. Iron is twenty six. Oh. Wow. Gosh, I didn't know. Yeah, so I what kind of things off. happen in the middle of a star before it gets up to iron? Manganese. Ooh. There's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of like it's a lot of helium, right? Like that's the, you get a the little shell thing. of manganese. Well, right. And then you get is you get manganese some, like, used beryllium. for anything? Well, you get helium in the outside of it, but it actually fuses. Like a star can sustain fusion theoretically down to the point of iron being created in the core right. of it, right? I like a so. softball made of iron. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of there's like beryllium, and then there's uh, some oxygen. I think it would be hard to play softball with a softball made of iron that's true it's true that'd be like a shot put it'd be really a hard ball it, it you'd you wouldn't be you'd be playing hardball cobalt we're doing that cobalt is the next uh element and i totally did memorize it up to iron i just haven't recited it in a long time old iron sides they called you because you had both sides of the periodic table memorized up to iron i used to have that tom Lehrer song memorized but it's not in any chemically useful order Okay, is it so, just a list of elements? Yeah. It's, it's, just all, it's, a, it's, it's a rhyming it, list of elements. Yeah, it's it's all the elements to the tune of uh, Modern Major Gentleman. General? General, General yeah. Major Gentleman? Yeah. <laughs> Major Gentleman Major would be gentleman. a pretty good character name. Yeah. <laughs> he's fancy. You know, he'll kill you and your entire army. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, he's, he's nice. He's an officer and a gentleman <laughs> and an officer gentleman. <laughs> He's got both epaulets and spats. I thought you were going to say he's got both epaulets and epilepsy. So he might also have that. His one weakness. We tried to show the one weakness uh, episode of Super Mega Comics to a bunch of people mm. last night, and no one understood how funny it is. Uh, who who are you hanging out with that doesn't understand how that's funny? Animator Wes, noted uh, noted no. lady Rachel Bess. What? They said, I don't get it. I don't understand. This isn't funny. Uh, oh. If you remember, they get it, they understand it. They just don't think it's funny because they're they're just wrong in the head. If you remember and you see them again, uh, could you could you either br- bring back one of Rachel's uh, books about animal husbandry or um, remind her to bring one the next time she comes out to San Francisco? I have an ebook version of it. I, it's like a horse ebook. I thought you were, I thought you were about to say something like you know, 
slap her for me. No. As like punishment for not understanding this joke. But then it just turned into bring her one of my one of bring me one of her books. And I was like, you want Zach to bring you a book as punishment for Rachel not getting that joke. And it just kept making less and less sense as you went went on. Yeah. Well, then we're going to make fun of it. Bring me the animal husbandry book of John the Baptist. We'll yes. see how much you know about comedy, Ra- noted lady Corn, Rachel Bass. I bet there's no good chickens. jokes in this entire book about farming. Yeah, there is nothing in that raising <laughs> chickens in an urban environment book that is even close to as funny as that one. That's right. That one super mega, super mega comic strip. So there. Yeah. Why did you bring me a glass of grapes? Okay, guys. What, what's trying with the to grapes? poison my dog? Video games? You, you, mm. you guys keep talking about the grapes, though. Yeah, the, I, I'm just angry. <laughs> you're just you're angry, angry about you're angry that the lack of grape ice cream? That grape ice cream is fatal to dogs, and therefore you can't have any? Kind of. Okay. I could just freeze some grapes. That seems like yeah. it would be good. It, it is. Is it? It is good, yeah. Do you well, do that? Super good. I have in the past. Do you leave them on the stems? Do the stems freeze? Um, You could. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. I've put grapes in the freezer, and they are they are fun to eat, but... From mm-hmm. that, the article that described the why we don't have grape-flavored ice cream, it sounded like grapes don't like to freeze. And so I was wondering about that whole process of putting grapes in the freezer and then yeah, having Yeah, I kidnapped that guy from the Fruit of the Loom commercial, and I locked him in the walk-in, and he was not very happy about it. So <laughs> my one anecdote suggests that that theorem is, cor- is correct. Hmm. The, okay. uh, I mean, grapes, if you microwave them, they, like, arc all crazy and right. shit. So yeah. oh, like, Especially if you cut them... Yeah, you cut a grape in half, put it in the microwave, and but then, then you leave boy, the two halves just barely sh- attached. Just a show. You get a show is what you get there. Is it is it as good as uh, microwaving a CD? Nothing is as good as that. Okay. Wait, are Although we gonna, I imagine that microwaving the grape smells better. Are okay. we going to buy microwaves for KOLCon to microwave various substances for the science wizard? Is it that seems like a terrible than idea. better putting a strawberry Pop-Tart in a toaster for too long? Ooh, we should do that too. I, that's pretty fun. I've done I just tape it down and then walk away. <laughs> what you do is you turn it upside down and then you've got a jetpack. <laughs> we could we could um we could make electric pickles. You ever done that? Mm-hmm. I have done that. I did that as a uh, as a uh, like a like a report in a science class, except it wasn't a report, it was a demonstration. Like we okay. all had to come up with some kind of demonstration. So our plan for this convention is to just kill as many people as possible. Well, you don't eat the, the pickle uh, while you're electrifying it. Yeah. yeah. Or you don't touch the forks. I, I would also recommend not touching the forks. Yes. So have you guys played any video games? I, I played a whole four video games. Wow, really? Yeah. It's a lot of video games, Riff. Tell us about them, Riff. Well, let's see. Uh, well, the first one is uh, Monsters Ate My Birthday Cake, which is the new iPad uh, Cartoon Network game published by Cartoon Network. Um, I didn't play a lot of it. I just played the first couple of levels. It's sort of a, it's a, it's sort of a Zelda-like, but without combat. Um, it, it's looks, like, it looks like Sokoban. Yeah, kind it's of. like Zelda dungeon puzzle rooms okay. kind of thing. It, I, although it also seems like it's got a little open worldy stuff because in the in the first town when when you leave town to go to like the first dungeon area uh, as you're walking around in town before then there's a bunch of stuff you can't get to yet because you I don't know you can't 
knock over that rock or whatever that would let you get past it. So presumably as you continue through these levels, you get more powers that let you unlock more stuff. Uh, but it's, you know, it's cute. And the, I haven't played it long enough to see if the puzzles get uh, challenging, but okay. uh, it's it seems well put together. Is it made by the Monsters 8 My Condo people? It might be. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. Monsters I eat a lot of things, so it's it yeah. could just be a it could just be a, a just a coincidence. Zeitgeist. Yeah. Zombies ate my neighbor, but Mr. T ate my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing some of the Plants vs. Zombies two, uh, like newer content. I hadn't updated that in a couple of months, and uh, those the like the levels are pretty good. Like they yeah. they have continued to make interesting design decisions. I've played almost no Plants vs. Zombies two. It's really good. I yeah. I really do recommend playing through that riff. Um, let's see. I also played um, a little more, like between a third and a half of a thing called Paperama, mm-hmm. which is another uh, iOS game. It is a puzzle game sort of in the vein of Tangrams. It's uh, more like in, origami. Yeah, well, I, instead of like moving the shapes around, you've got your square of origami paper but like a tangram puzzle it gives you a dotted outline of what the finished shape has to be right and you get so many folds to fold this square piece of paper into I that shape playing a flash game that was that it's, really it's difficult in part because on a on a small touch screen at least it's difficult to actually just get the paper to line up where the fuck you want it to yeah and I, then, I wouldn't want to play it on the phone and as the puzzles get more difficult like though like making us uh an error yeah, a like that at the beginning sort of multiplies out yeah, yeah. yeah and it's just and it's just hard like it's it's yeah, difficult it, it, to the difficulty ramps up real quick yeah which i wonder if i mean it's a free-to-play game and they're only a uh, uh, money acquisition point appears to be the selling of hints. Oh, interesting. So I, I, I wonder if that was, if they've, they've made it deliberately hard to fuel that. Yeah, it's possible. But, um, but yeah, the level packs appear to be free. So it's, you can, you can play through it without paying. Interesting. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it seems well made. It's aesthetically pleasing. The paper, the paper folding is, is, uh, could be better, but it's decent. It's good enough. Um, it's, yeah. there's some, there's some stuff there's, there's, it's just enough, not realistic that it might trip you up a couple of times. Uh, there's one puzzle that I had, uh, trouble with for a long time because I didn't realize that, uh, how am I going to explain this? When you, when you're dragging the side of a shape, mm-hmm. it's, it. Imagine you have a U shape, right? So, or something with two legs like that. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you bend up one of those legs, the other one will as well, because it takes the fold from that side of the screen rather than actually that physical piece of paper. No. Does that make any sense? I don't, be- I don't believe you. <laughs> no, it's, it, it totally does. And that's, that's how, you, that's how you solve one of the, one of the earlier puzzles. Wow. I would not have guessed yeah. that. Yeah, the two two legs of a U do not fold backwards independently. Separately, yeah, yeah. I huh, because I I was having like on one of those U shaped like where the final shape was a U or maybe an upside down U. Uh, mm-hmm. I kept solving it, but it was in the wrong place, which was really aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had to figure out how to make that same shape, but 
shifted translated down half the screen or whatever um how far I, have you got i don't know i did maybe five or five or ten levels nothing not very far okay how did you guys find out about this thing uh i think i found it on touch arcade or or one of those i actually that i have rss'd saw it because i happened to open game center and both cd moyer and riff had Hmm. recently played it i think wow social networking yeah gosh i, I guess. pretty much never look at game center i well i was i was trying to see how many of the achievements i had gotten in darken hmm. um which is too continued, many continued to be fun oh um, no not darken i'm just, i was thinking of something else what was that one where you're the weird little bat thing that possesses dudes oh that's uh darklings darklings yeah darklings hmm, i don't think i know that one it's not very interesting. It's I like the I like the idea of it. It's a game where you're drawing glyphs on the screen to to like hop cast to, like cast spells on dudes. Yeah, yeah. That's like, something I generally like. The interface the interface is cool, but it is. Not it would be cooler in like a game. sort of an RPG where you're casting game spells, rather yeah. than mm. rather than like a just a weird sort of platformer. Oh, it's not even okay. a platformer. It's I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's like a one of those games where there's like an onslaught of enemies heading towards you and you're a trying, to, trying to defend a central thing, but instead of being able to attack them directly, you just, uh, become them. Well, you, you like take over their bodies and then blow them up. <laughs> you're continuing to play darken though. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love those like whopper games. The yeah, so do I. But I, you didn't seem to be into this one. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna wander away from it. Uh, I mean, it's not like super novel, but like as I played it a little bit more, like they kept introducing new mechanics, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, the power ups are are really varied and interesting, and they vary based on the character that you're playing, the character class, um, which is kind of cool. And then I finally unlocked all the game modes, and they're very very different. There's like a timed mode which means that the games just literally can't last that long hmm. um, well it's sort of right like it's you timed, add, but when, you when you heal when you heal it adds time right yeah. but it's it's so hard that it it just the games are over much much faster which is nice um so uh yeah i it, those are fun games like i'm I'm glad that they exist and that people are continuing to iterate on that oh something that i that I found out that was really interesting is that uh Melissa downloaded it and was playing it on her phone, which is an older, which is like an iPhone four. And they just give you fewer, um, rows. The game, huh. the game, the grid of icons is just smaller. It's six by six instead of six by eight, which I thought well, I was just like stunned because like, it's just a totally different game. Um, it is, I think it is just impossible for her to do as well with, because there's just less screen. I wonder if they multiply up the rate at which you gain experience or anything. I or don't if know. They're just like fuck it. You got an old phone. You clearly don't care about anything. I guess <laughs> yeah. you won't care about losing these points. It was fascinating that like they would change it based on the device you're playing. Like I was like, well, what does that mean for the iPad version of this game? Like what what would that four hundred like? by four hundred? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did we ever we we talked about making a game like this that was much much bigger? <laughs> Did we ever like go and do anything with that? I don't know. Do you remember making a video game that was that? Well, I remember Chris making something that was a larger scale version of something. 
of uh, your fucking word game that you're too good at for anyone to ever oh, play yeah, against yeah. you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Letterpress? Letterpress. Yeah, Chris did Chris did whip up a 25, 25 by 25, 25 letterpress. Yeah, yeah, just to Whoa. just to see what that was like. It was not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it's a neat idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's your what third a, game, Riff? Yeah. Uh, third game is uh, Minds of Mars, which is an iPad version of uh, ba- uh, basically SteamWorld Dig, or I did oh. it before that. Hmm. Um, it's okay. Um, Does it add anything to the formula that... It adds guns. Um, there are wandering little monster enemies around in the mines, and there are sort of boss areas that um, basically eventually you will start uncovering a statue and once you have completely uncovered that statue it will unlock an entrance into an otherwise undig intoable section of cavern and inside inside that temple like space is a boss that you kill with your gun and you get another upgrade um, but the controls aren't super good because it's hmm. it's touchscreen controls. Uh, I, I feel so like I dig it was fine on the phone, but I found it impossible to play on the iPad. Uh, I don't know if I ever tried to play it on the iPad. What was the difference there? I don't know. Really? Just the virtual D-pad. If it's really tiny, it works, mm-hmm. and if it's you know like an inch across, it's. Because it wasn't even really a virtual D-pad, right? Like it was an, a virtual analog stick. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the, how it how it worked. Actually, yeah, the, I mean, the mining is perfectly satisfying. As basic, I mean, for some reason, I don't need mining to be very complex at all to find it satisfying. I I can sit there and listen to a podcast and just mine out rows of stone forever. Oh yeah, like Minecraft. But, yeah, but um, oh, God, I the, the controls for the combat are super tough and it just pissed me off having to deal with this boss in order to get to the next bit mm. and so i just i did not enjoy it as much as uh steam world dig i, I hope they the do boss fights in steam world dig to be kind of hard were there was there shooting in bosses yeah, in steam there world was, dig? there was a I lot of enemies that at all. in steam world dig yeah, it like, must be because it had because it was a it was a, it was a game I was playing on 3ds, so I had real controls, so I, it didn't. Uh, I got it. You should open the door. It's too. It's too hot it too in hot? here. To I got it with the uh, for PC. Controls. I'm wondering if it's going to be. Oh, Steam World Dig. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, came out on Steam just recently. It was on sale in the. Oh, it's uh, the Steam, Steam version of Steam sale. World Dig. Yeah. Yes. So Steam Steam Steam, Steam World Dig. Dig. Steam, uh, the Steam other World thing World. I played was uh, super old school, the uh, the old Game Boy uh, Final Fantasy Adventure. Oh, whoa! Because is uh, that the like actiony one? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, originally a uh, sort of mana game. It was like the first sort of mana game, but they brought it over here as Final Fantasy Adventure instead. Weird. Uh, I was making a list of. Uh, uh, like old Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games, I want to see if I can get for cheap when we go to uh, Portland. PRGE. Yeah, PRGE, Portland Expo Retro Gaming. Like you want to buy uh, physical cartridges or whatever? Yeah. Do they sell them there? Uh, yeah, Yeah, apparently. it's apparently that kind of thing. It mm-hmm. is, like the reason that the arcade section of it is smaller than Zapcon is because it's not that kind of deal. Oh. That's, okay. only, a, that's only a part of what they do there. I am really excited about yeah. PRGE. I got a, I've got a pretty big list of of stuff that I'm hoping I can get for better than 
eBay prices. I'm less excited about driving to Portland twice in one month. Ooh, you're going to drive? Yeah, of course I am. Uh, well, I guess you're you're nearer to there than we Yeah, were. it's like nine so, or ten yeah. hours. Yeah, it's like nine, it's, 19. It's ridiculous here. is what it is. And, um, and that, it's uh, it's you can shut your dumb hole. <laughs> the, hmm. I wonder, I'm thinking now about a monster with two mouths and one is the smart hole and one is the dumb hole. Anyway, I was uh, making this list of games I wanted. It, it, I was reminded how Final Fantasy Adventure was one of my favorite games on the Game Boy, and I decided I didn't want to wait to play it. It's but and plus, but and plus, I found a, <laughs> uh, I found a copy of it on eBay for pretty cheap that also had all the documentation and the world map included. Hmm. So I went ahead and bought that and I've been playing it. it I tried up, to play it on okay. an emulator and I didn't really, I couldn't yeah. keep, I couldn't stick with it. It may be partially nostalgia that's keeping me through it. It's, it's, uh, did you play all the way through it? It's pretty simple. It's real straightforward. Yeah, several times. Hmm. I am, um, I really but, enjoyed I mean, That was back in the time when like this was, <clears throat> this was the new game I had for the next. Sure. I really enjoyed the Final Fantasy Legend games. Yeah, those were good. I'm going to get those too. Like, Is that the one with I, Tom Cruise? Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy I Am Legend. Final Fantasy I Am the Guy from Legend. <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, Will Smith played that little fairy guy. It's weird. He had reverse Michael Jackson disease. <laughs> he started out tiny and white. Um, the the For whatever reason, the Final Fantasy Legend games, like, they were... I know that they were super grindy, mm -hmm. just JRPG style stuff, but it just didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I really enjoyed, like, the way that certain character classes just completely violated the rules of mm. the systems. Like, a robot, like, you know, a sword is a consumable. Like, everything in the game has yeah. a yeah. durability or whatever, and that's just how it works. Like, you have to keep buying new swords. But if it's a robot... You just don't. Yeah. Um, and if they it's have, a mutant, they got like then half you, durability, but they recharged when you rested. You feed them, you feed them meat from monsters, and they evolve through this like complicated tree into other monsters with different special attacks and stuff. And they were crazy. What I kind of didn't like about it is that you had to, you sort of had to know what you were doing. Like if you weren't min maxing that system, you ended up with just a, just a. <laughs> A weird dopey, behemoth. Yeah, just a dopey mm. klutz. Yeah, it's just some weird... <laughs> like, oh, he evolved into this thing with, like, no attack. Oh, good. Cool. That's a cool... That's a cool monster to have. Yeah, the... I, I feel like uh, after a certain point of the game, your monster would never get weaker in terms of levels, but not every monster at every level was necessarily useful. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah, well, even because uh, those were because you're you're a big ha hatred. You are a big hatred, sir, of uh, random. Huh. Yeah, RPG a hatred, encounters. sir, is what they call me. So, so, so I'm surprised that you were into those games because those you were know, totally like three <clears throat> steps, and you get another fight. I think though that because the map was so small and the distances were so short, it wasn't mm. as big of a deal. Okay, uh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, cool. I, maybe I just. Uh, tolerated it. I never actually had, I only ever played them on an emulator mm. also. So maybe I game genied them. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I played. What'd you play, Zach? I played some Shovel Knight. Oh yeah? How is that? Yeah, it's good. What it's kind good. of thing is that? That's just a platformer. It's a, you'd, you'd love it. 
It's um, <laughs> it's just sort of an NES style. It, there's there was a Gama Sutra article that was about all of the thought process that went into. They were really very much trying to make an NES game, and huh. so there were there was just this list of of things that was like this was a limitation of the NES, and like this is how we stayed true to that, but didn't actually let it limit us technically, hmm. like. Uh, and, that, and that's an interesting read. And the game is just like, you know, it's like a just a really, really, really good Nintendo game. That's awesome. It's, it's got a better save system than you're used to. And, you know, there, there's just a lot more variety. There's more to it. Hmm. Stuff looks a little better than it was probably capable of looking on. You know, they just did stuff like the NES had limits on the number of colors that could appear in one sprite. Mm-hmm. and the number of colors that could appear on the screen at a time. And they just were like, well, let's just pretend that instead of using the entire palette for one guy, just everything on the screen can have its own palette that was like the maximum number of things that could be displayed. Like, And, you know, it's not like crazy high level of detail. It definitely doesn't look like a Super Nintendo game. Hmm. Um, it just looks like a good Nintendo game. And it was things like, the Nintendo could do one parallax layer, so let's just have four parallax layers. That's fine. <laughs> like the they used fairly authentic Nintendo sound, but they didn't like cut out channels when sound effects played. Mm. And so I was like, ah, why do that? You know, um, you know they didn't add sprite flicker when there were <laughs> more than four things in a row on the ground. <laughs> like it, it's, uh, but it's I I don't know how far. I got an achievement that suggested that I had beaten half of the levels. It's got a sort of an overworld map with some towns that you can go to and buy some stuff. But generally, it's just like you jump around and you got kind of a ducktail style pogo shovel move. Mm. And uh, the checkpointing is very generous. There's a lot of really difficult platforming, like kind of Mega Man-y style, like things disappearing and reappearing. Mm. And, you know, your knockback is really severe and the levels are all little littered with bottomless pits. Um, but the checkpointing is just really friendly. Okay. Un- unless it has this mechanism where you can destroy a checkpoint instead of checking into it, and you get a bunch of extra money. Whoa, but wow. then if you die, you go back twice as far. Yeah. Oh, that's and it's that's pretty good. It's I got like a like that. Dark Souls style thing where if you when you die, it like sort of shits these money bags into the air with wings, mm-hmm. and if you can get back to them and get them, you get all your money back. But if you die again, mm-hmm. they're just gone. Wow. So it takes it takes like half your money. It's very Dark Souls mm-hmm. in that regard. Huh. Anyway, it's good, but everybody on every other podcast is saying a lot more of the same stuff about this. Like, if you think you would like. Uh, basically a modern Nintendo game, then you should get this. I remember seeing this game being demoed at, like, the first Indiecade that we went to, and it seemed so boring. Like, Mm -hmm. I did not understand. Like, I played it a little bit, and I was like, "Uh, okay, this is just, like, a pixel art platformer with no gimmicks. Like, what am I missing here? And what I was missing was this just sort of, uh, like, gestalt that it pulls together of, of... NES tropes. Hmm. I, I was I was dubious until I played it, and now I'm I'm sold. I also played. This is a game that I was really excited about, but somehow I fucked around and forgot to back the Kickstarter. Uh, Sunless Sea. Oh yeah, yeah. It is, is that out for real, or is that just the? Uh, is it just it like is a, early access. Early access. Um, and I, I I love it, and I would not recommend that anyone play it until it is finished, until it's and finished. I and I will explain why. Um, so it is. 
sort of the game that I always wanted, which was the writing of Fallen London, but not the energy system. Energy system of Fallen London. It is it is confusing, but it's confusing in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like you don't because everything is that weird card based thing of story nexus. It's hard to tell like. One of these things is the primary currency that you use for the entire game, and one of these things is an emotion that you're sort of experiencing <laughs> right now as part of this one storyline, but they both look the exact same, and you can't really tell, like, it, you, you sort of have to discover which things are which. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's kind of like if you were just playing a game where everything was an item, you know, like your stats were items, and you, you know your like your encumbrance limit was an item, and uh, your mood is an item, and your hit points are an item. But um, you're like sailing a ship around in a very. It very much reminds me of Star Control Two, structurally. Um, you are you have you know you have an amount of fuel, you have an amount of like light that you can see. It's got this really sort of interesting but sort of frustrating mechanic where your crew gets scared the more time that they spend in the dark. Mm-hmm. And there are these buoys of light, and then there are like lighthouses on certain islands. And so something that you can do is like sail sort of slingshot around an island staying in the arc of the lighthouse the entire time so that you don't accumulate very much terror. And there's a lot of things where you can, like, dock at a port and, like, have them drink this special wine they have here that makes them less scared and stuff like that. There's, just, there's, there's, you're sort of having to manage, like, fuel and terror as and, these separate uh, resources. And food. Yeah, and food. Yeah. The food, the food is cheap enough and plentiful enough that it's not a big deal. You also kill wandering monsters and turn them into food mm-hmm. a lot, although that and that freaks the crew out. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, sometimes you'll, you'll kill, like, bats and it'll be like, well, you can have them just, like, throw these bat corpses into the ocean and reduce the terror level, mm-hmm. or you can, you know, can them and have some extra food or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that is aggravating about it right now, and the reason that I the reason that I stopped playing it, I sort of made the decision to stop playing it, is because it is... It, they haven't yet set up the random generation of the map, so it is the same world every time, mm. but it just has, like, a one-life permadeath. So it's like... It's basically like Star Control 2 if you couldn't save. And people are playing it and getting into it, and it's like, oh, well, here's what you do. You go to this island, and then you have this thing, and then this thing happens, and then you take that here, and then, like, they're figuring out these optimal ways to play through these storylines and, like, trade routes and stuff. But what it does is because it's the same every time, it just results in a, like, well, first thing you do is pick up some tomb colonists in London and then sail north to this thing and then drop them off for money and then just do that a hundred times and then you have enough money to buy this. Ah, like, but you wouldn't, be able to, you wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't, like, fixed, right? right. And so... Are they going to be I, dissatisfied when the game comes out for real and it's, it's all procedural? Oh, I doubt it. Hmm. Well, yes. I mean, there are people on the internet. Of course they will, <laughs> right? Like, it, But yeah, it's... It, it, the fact that it is fixed makes it so it doesn't make any sense as a game with permadeath. I see. Um, but I am I am stoked about it. It looks really nice. It you're basically playing on the like really nice looking maps that are in like a modern dungeon magazine, mm-hmm. like that sort of like overhead, really painterly 
high level of detail thing that there is some there's some software that produces that like fantasy cartographer or something that just oh, really? lets you make maps like that yeah Ooh. yeah no it seems like it'd be a fun thing to play with even yeah. though i'd like barely play any pen and paper games you you love having those magazines around just as thing like yeah, artifacts to like read, look at and yeah. read through. yeah no, it's a great thing to flip through. Like, having those magazines that are just like, here's a game mechanic. Here's a, like, a, a, a collection of statistics that describe some weird monster. Like, yeah, yeah of course. Like, that's what here's, I want to flip through all of them on the toilet. 30 weird magic items. Yeah. Yep. No, that's, that is exactly what all of those books are for. Yep. Um, but yeah, I am I am stoked, and I really want them to finish the game. There is a lot of writing in it, yeah. which is unsurprising. I think there's a lot of art assets that are sort of reused from Fallen London, hmm. which is cool. I really wish that there was a way for me to play... I wish there was Fallen a way to London. play Fallen London in a way that wasn't unlimited, but wasn't limited the way that it is. Like, hmm. if I could give them $20... And just say, all right, you can play 100 turns a day, and that's it. And at midnight, we give you 100 turns, and huh. every day you have 100 turns to play. I would just give them $20 for that. Yeah. You know, I won't give them a dollar for 10 turns. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, so so this, was, this was the thing that I found out about today, and I was really, really excited. So I had to, today I had to go uh, stand in a horrible wind farm wind farm <laughs> for hours so i i had to go do uh for for work i had to go mess with uh the kol the rack of servers that kol lives in um and this data center is like a climate controlled thing and so it's just this deafening roar of frigid wind just everywhere like half of the time when you go there you get sick hmm. even though that's not even a thing you don't get sick from being out in the cold but I guess being in the, the, like, basically, imagine the opposite of a dryer. Like, it is as noisy and as unpleasant as being inside a dryer, but it's cold instead of hot. Okay. Um, Yeah, so, in the morning, when I was having, when I was taking my constitutional dump and reading, I don't know, (laughs) reading my RSS reader. As mandated in the Constitution. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Congress shall not interfere with it. Uh, and I read about this game, Shattered Planet. Yeah, which I, is, th- I had actually put that on our list of potential games to do as an assignment. So I bought it and I played it and I was like, that, this is great. This game is great. I am really, really excited about this game. And then when I got back from the data center, I was all excited to play it for a little while before I came to do the podcast. And then I played it and I was like, yeah, all right, this game is okay. So I, I, I was ready to just sing its praises to the heavens, but, <laughs> but then, then I think... But played it a second time? Well, but no, I played it like a fifth through twelfth time or whatever. It, and I, the thing that made me feel like less excited about it was that I noticed that my sort of list of things that I had discovered, that I was at like 30% of the entirety of the content of the game after mm. the first like 45 minutes of playing it. I'm like, ah, okay. I guess there's not... This game started its life as a free-to-play iOS game, hmm. like a microtransaction iOS game, okay. but was just ported to the PC, sold for $15 with everything unlocked. So I, what I want is for that to be a viable model. I want mm. people to be able to try out weird shit 
in a free-to-play model, get some feedback on it, and then just say, all right, well, this is now this is a thing that you know about, so those of you who would prefer not to deal with the shitty microtransactions, just give us a bunch of money relative to what most of the people who would have downloaded it for free will give us, and then you right. can have this game that we made. That seems fucking great to me. That seems like the way that I want these things to be. Like, if... If I could pay $15 for just an unlocked-ass version of that Dungeon Keeper game, I would do that because it's it looked nice. It was a Dungeon Keeper game. Mm-hmm. It had some, some tower defense elements that seemed sort of interesting. And, like, the only thing that was wrong with that game, as far as I'm concerned, is the shitty microtransaction bullshit. business model. Yeah, and so this Shattered Planet is, like, it's a it's a sort of a, it's a permadeath roguelike except you have it's it's it reminds me of the like Pokemon mystery dungeon style thing where you have a bank of items in town you you mm-hmm. earn some currency and you earn some level ups that you keep from from moment to moment you're you know you're meant to not get very far and die but it's kind of rogue legacy level of okay. like you go in here and you're not equipped except it's even more so because there's so there's there's relatively less skill involved because it's just a straight up roguelike like you move dungeons of dreadmore style mm. but because you're because you're you're really fragile it what what the fuck is the term that I'm, I I lost the word what do you call it when the tank doesn't have enough hit points what is the adjective for a tank who does not have enough hit points oh. huh. squishy Squishy, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right to me. I mean, that's how I would describe a mage, not a, not an underleveled tank. Hmm. Well, anyway, yeah. you're, you don't have a lot of hit points uh, to spare in this, and so you just get killed a lot. But you, you're earning, it's, you, earn, you get scrap metal, which is how you level your dude up. Hmm. It's like experience points, and then you get crystals, which you use... You have a limited ability to buy specific consumables from this, like, robot guy in the between levels thing. But what you're mostly buying is sort of die rolls on a loot table. And the more crystals you spend, the nicer item you're going to get. Mm-hmm. There are, like, tiers of items. And so you can you can get lucky and get a decent low-level item for, you know, five of these crystals. Or you can... If you get there and you have 50 crystals to spend, you can either get one third tier item or two second tier items, you know, Hmm. and you hope you get like a helmet. You you only have a helmet and a weapon as equipment slots. There are the stuff that you get. It's a little bit, a little bit, but only a little bit too like pop culture-y. Like, you know, this is just like Master Chief's helmet and there's a Halo joke in it or whatever. There's a little too much of that. It's a little too on the nose. But otherwise, it's very much like something we would do. It's like, you know, just here's a thing and then there's like a funny sentence describing it and then it's got some stats on it. Like, Mm. um, but yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't I don't know that I don't know that there's enough to say about it to do it as an assignment. But like you guys should you guys should buy it and play it. Like, I think you would like it. I think it's out for Mac in July 17th. Like, if you are not going to be upset if you buy a game for $15, play it for a couple of hours, and feel like you have exhausted it, then I think you'll be happy with this. Hmm. It, it is no... like What was it called? Uh, Shattered Planet. It, it sort of justifies the... 
roguelike model because it's like, yep, yeah, Earth got destroyed and now it's all these like decaying, floating chunks of like stuff. Fragments, mm-hmm. fragments yeah. of the world, yeah. It's it's got a kind of a Starseed Pilgrim thing where there is the the point that you sort of teleport down to in a level, this like blight starts growing. And it will spawn huh. monsters if you're close to it, but it mostly is there to just sort of eat up the level behind you uh, to force you to move forward. Interesting. The levels are the levels are small. Um, it still sounds pretty interesting to me. Yeah, like, no, it's it's definitely fun. Like it's it's a good game. It's a shame you it, got disenchanted with it so fast. Well, I, I wouldn't say that I got disenchanted. I just was really really excited about it, and I was really looking for. I mean, I. It is so shitty being in the data center that I would have been really excited about anything <laughs> other than that. But I was like, just kept thinking like, oh man, I'm going to go back home and play some more of that game. And then when I did, it was like, oh, okay, like this is not quite as varied. And It didn't live up to the, the expectations you had built up while... Yeah, because I mean, I played like 10 minutes of it before I left. And then in playing another, you know, hour and a half of it, I saw about as much new stuff as I saw in the first 10 minutes, hmm. right? It's just, there's not that, and, and it, like, it was a phone game. It, like, very much makes sense in the context of I it see. being a game that was not designed as a PC game. Like, there aren't that many enemy sprites. There aren't that many tile sets for levels. Like, hmm. there, there don't, there, there just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of variety, but I don't know. It's still pretty good. I'll still play it some more. What about you, Kevin? Um, so besides the, like, stuff I commented on that Riff had also played, uh, although he's also played this, I played, um, Mountain. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Played is kind of a... (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I saw you guys talking about that. It is... It's, it's unclear whether it's, like, meant to be a game, or meant to be an art piece, or meant to be sort of a joke... And I don't really care, right? Because it's neat. It's it it's kind neat. of it's kind of like a little toy. It's it's you are. The game starts, or the 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 application starts uh, by by asking you. Or it doesn't even ask you. It just it just has like a canvas that is blank. And I I was given three prompts. Uh, I was asked for death, art, and God, and sort of had to just. Uh. Mine were different. I I forget what, ex- what exactly mine were, but it wasn't those. But I I think what what it basically does is it uses whatever you put in the in those canvases to generate uh the mountain that you then get. Uh it's it's very uh it's very simple. The the name the name is the thing. Um and then it's just this mountain floating in space. It it reminds me in some weird way of uh, Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain. Have you ever guys have you guys seen that? Uh-uh. Mm. Uh, there is that's a weird that is a weird movie that takes. It's place like over- not it's not about what the previews led you to believe that it would be. Oh about, God, right? no, like, not not even a little bit. But it's, there's there is there's like a weird three different weird time periods in that. But the one in the far future, the the like spacecraft is this weird orb basically that's like a glass orb floating in space and that's kind of what if you zoom out on your mountain that's kind of what it feels like and i thought oh mountain fountain of course right (laughs) um but it's it's just a a weird little mountain thing and then if you just keep watching it long enough uh the the seasons change and the weather changes and like time of day changes uh and 
random objects will fly in from outer space and collide with your mountain. Yeah. Um, I have an anvil and a clock on mine at this point, and I've got a ton of stuff on mine. My first one was a giant human tooth, though. <laughs> yeah, there's like I've I've heard of like fire extinguishers and what else is there? Do they do anything? Do they interact in any way? They or? just they just collide with your mountain and become part of the landscape. Hmm. Which is why so it's just like, this sort of like the slow Katamari movement. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's it, like I can see why somebody would 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 potentially. I think Ben Kuchera was like, "Oh, this is totally just a joke. This is just a joke at the expense of people who make indie games that and are trying to be pretentious about it or whatever." And he he was sort of really off put by the whole thing. But I, it's it's kind of weird and contemplative, and I I don't know it. Yeah, I think it is what you make of it, which is really true of any art right you can you can write off a piece of modern art because it looks like a you know bent piece of wire or whatever but like to somebody maybe that's really important maybe that really connects with them in some way or whatever so i, I don't wish, know i i, like I it. wish it had an option to override the sleep the, yeah the ipad's yeah. natural tendency to I, go to sleep I agree. after a few minutes i would totally just let it running on my phone on the dock why didn't but, you just get it on the computer well you can I mean, can but, but I mean then it would be because then it's just on all the time. Well, the, but then you can't you can't look at your mountain <coughs> while you're laying in bed. Yeah. Well, you can if you sleep at your computer. I guess <laughs> that's true. I tried to I tr I went to buy it, but then I I've I learned that I learned what the least possible amount of friction is between me and buying a thing. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and it is typing in my PayPal password twice. Ah. That's so, wow. That is rough, man. Because what happened? <laughs> what happened is I I went to buy it and I typed in my PayPal password, and I what and then I tabbed out to do some work or something, and then I tabbed back in and hit yes, I want to pay for this. But PayPal does this thing where if the balance of your PayPal account changes between when you no. get past a, a transaction and when you hit the submit, yeah. Then it, that then must it just be a makes... nightmare for you to use the PayPal. Well, no, account. because it normally doesn't change like. I mean, so because uh, because my personal PayPal account is where most of the money that that KOL earns comes into, you know, it gets it gets like many transactions an hour, but it doesn't get like many transactions a minute. Okay. So, so you're usually okay or whatever. Yeah, it hardly ever happens, but it like if I leave if I leave it sitting in the middle of a transaction for 10 minutes, it will definitely fail. When I when I go to 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 click the thing, which is fine, but then it like I left it sitting long enough that it actually made me log in again, and I was like, eh. <laughs> like you, it's available on iOS. You could just get it. For yeah, but it doesn't sound like I want to play it on an iOS device. <sighs> I don't know, man. It it's like a little art piece that you carry around in I, your pocket, which I, I, like that that idea honestly is really appealing to me. Like I went to the museum the other day and I took some pictures of paintings, and I've just kind of gone back and looked at them on my phone. And been like, oh man, I'm really glad that I have these little pieces of art in my pocket now. I, I don't doubt that I would enjoy the experience. I just would rather have it be a thing that's running in the background on a computer that I can like check in with while I work, rather mm -hmm. than a thing that I have to that I have to like decide that that's what I'm doing. Right? Okay. You yeah. know what I really want? I really want for, and I don't think that I can have this without the internet turning into like basically a corporate sponsored shithole i want to <laughs> i want to just be able to click a fucking button and give someone a dollar i don't want to have to like uh, like 
log there, into anything. There have been a bunch of to, attempts to do that. I, I know, but it's just ne- it's just it's never going to happen on. until like the government takes over the internet. Like that. This is what I'm talking about. Like that. I know. It, it's and just I, like I, I almost, have just come across come around to the Patreon model. Like you know, if if there's somebody who's doing things that you like, just well, sure, just subscribe sure. to yeah, them I mean that, as a. That service. works great if it's somebody with, you know, if it's somebody with a big enough fan base that they can just like, well, I'm just going to make this stuff anyway. But, you know, wh- I, actually, I really want to just be able to fucking give someone a dollar and then get some digital data in exchange for that dollar without without a middleman, without having to, like, log into a third party service. Like, I just I, I want to take this opportunity to to pitch to our listeners Alan Hazelden's Patreon because he is an awesome puzzle game crafter he's been making he's probably made half a dozen or a dozen uh puzzle script games which are all really innovative and really cool and good he made Sokobond. he's made a bunch of other fun and funny games and he makes he makes kevin games his games are too yeah. hard for me to his games are too hard for me to play uh they're so good Sokobond is just coming out on steam so you should buy it there and uh you should also Go support his Patreon because I think he's not he, like if he doesn't get up to like 300 bucks a month by September, he's just going to cancel it as a as a project. And I really want him to be like feel like this is that he has uh, enough fans out there to to move forward. So here's a here's a listener's mail that somebody sent in. Uh, Jeffrey Pyro, did you ever investigate the possibility of setting up a Patreon page for video games? Hot dog. You talked what about I would, it at least once. Yeah, I did, and I went to I went and I set I set up the account and everything. And then I was presented uh, with a form to fill out, which is my least favorite yeah. thing. And then the form was you had all to fill like, it out twice, which is just impossible. Tell us, tell us some stuff about the thing that you make and why it's good. And that's like my even that's my zeroth least favorite thing. <laughs> Your so basically, I think what I need to do is I need to change the password on that, and I need to turn it over to you, Kevin, and you yeah. need to set up a Patreon. They also are. Do you have to adamant. do it as an individual, or no? I just set it up as video games, hot dog. I, they okay. They are like adamant that you have a video, which is the other thing that like I recognize that everybody who is like ten years younger than us just understands. Like, fuck yeah, I'll make a video. In the same way that like my mom has no idea how to make a podcast, but I, you know, we just you just fucking talk into microphones, and then you have this software, and you you know you just edit it and stuff and I don't think of that as like a skill that you have to have hmm. I recognize there was a time in my life when I didn't know how to do it but like making a video seems like going to the moon to me <laughs> because yeah, it's like it's, it's a bunch of weird alchemy it's just a bunch of tools that we don't already have in our it, belt, it's a, it's a bunch of tools and also a bunch of like like I know what sound I know how sound works and you know, even and, that, even that is kind of dubious on our. Yeah, and, it's, right? and, like, and we and it it is, and, and it's also like not uh, like we're. I'm not saying that we're bad at it, but we're not like great at it. You know, we right? <laughs> we produce these we produce these things, and there there is a there is a number of people that like it, and that's awesome. And I'm happy to I'm, I enjoy doing it, and I'm happy to do it for it. But we're never gonna we're never gonna like hit the big time could with you, this. Like, could you just? like record audio and then have the video be just audio playing over a still image of a hot dog. I think it could be. I was thinking yeah. about that. We could just do like, we could just do a video. I don't think that counts a video as a game video and a hot video dog. What do you mean? Does it doesn't it? count. They're not going to look at these, are they? Okay. But here's the thing. Even if I wanted to do that, 
How? How do you do that? How do you make a video that is a picture of a hot dog and this audio track? How do you do that? I'm I don't movie? know the first fucking thing about it. There's, I'm, I'm guessing that we could do it in iMovie, or there might be some default software that comes with Windows. That Kevin, you're in it. charge of all of this. I know that I know that Yahtzee makes his videos in Windows Movie Maker. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that Emily has done some stuff in Windows Movie Maker for some class that she took about being hot dog, younger hot dog than videos. Me. Yeah. Anyway, I like so that was the thing that that stopped me from doing that. You know, I think at the very least, uh Did you if, just if say we Emily up, took a class about being younger than you? Yeah. That was a joke. <laughs> Would we do reward tiers? Like that's the thing that I don't even understand. I mean, we could do like, you know, the the like the the thing where they just like write me a postcard and send it to me every month is fucking great because it's sure. great to get it is great to get a postcard a with a me- piece of with mail. a message mm-hmm. on it right like it's oh it's a thing in the mail like, that would actually be fun because that would like, be like our grandparents part got. of our job could be looking out for cool postcards yeah exactly that yeah. is exactly true or going through the like stack of postcards that I have that I'm like well. If I knew anyone who didn't live with me, <laughs> I would send them this postcard, but I don't. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Alan Hazelden and yeah, Duck Feet. Yeah, Alan Hazelden. Do that. And then our Patreon eventually. Because I, you know... I, it, 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 makes sense, it, it makes sense for us to set it up and then to just never worry about it. Like, if yeah, nobody I mean, subscribed it, to it, like, who cares? It would, it, you know, even doing this for of, we've been doing it for years, years at a slight years. at a slight cash loss. You know, like we lose a few thousand dollars a year right. in in bandwidth. And I mean, if we don't count our time to be anything, which <laughs> we're worth anything, which obviously it's not. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, anyway, <laughs> the other game that I played uh, was today. I played a very short game that I think it might even just have just been a demo of a game uh, called Alcazar. I don't know if you've seen this. No. Mm-hmm. It is a... It's another logic puzzle style game where you're just trying to navigate a maze, basically. Um, and you have to traverse every square in the maze exactly once and come in one entrance and out another exit, but they're not marked. They're, they're like... Sometimes there'll be like five or ten different ways to get in and out, but you don't know which one is the proper one, and you just have to deduce it from logic, because there's only one correct solution to every level, as far as I know. Oh, um, did somebody tweeted about that, and it... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just Tom like Francis. an HTML5. Tom Francis yeah, might have. And you can just play it on the phone in HTML5. Yeah. That, and it works yeah. really well with, t- with a touch screen. After. Yeah, it really does. I actually played through... I just didn't recognize the name of it, but I played yeah. through the entire thing up until the last level, like... Which waiting, is really big. Waiting for our big. dinner guests to show up last night. Yeah. Uh, the last level was, like... You know, I think there were, like, 11 levels on the, on the HTML5 version of it or whatever, and the last one was, like, definitely took a lot of thought... Um, yeah, it was described by somebody in my Twitter feed as being like definitely logically deducible. Like the solution was definitely solvable. It is. I, I I am, I think I am missing. No, I trial. I didn't. I mean, it was sort of neither. Like most of them, up until the next to last one, I just sort of looked at it and figured it out. Well, that but was I, that was your logic deducing the solution. No, right? I know, but I can't. I couldn't articulate. Okay. I couldn't spelled? break down the process into steps. Yeah, how is okay. it spelled, Kevin? Uh, A-L-C-A-Z-A-R. Alcazar. 
is the name of the game. So do they actually like sell an app version of it? Is that there was some something on that about an Android version? So I don't know. Oh, but you, the one that you played is only the web version. I just yeah, I played the version that that you apparently <clears throat> played as well. It is slick for a thing that just it is effortlessly crazy slick that yeah. just effortlessly ran in like whatever bastard. A mini browser pops up inside my Twitter client. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> like, how I played it. Yeah, and like how the f- like that's amazing. That is some, it is that amazing is that that wizardry. worked and looked yep. so nice and and just felt so good on a touchscreen. Yeah, yep. like it was great. Yeah, it was good stuff. And it, like you just drew, you just draw on it with your finger if you're playing it on a touch device. It and it just like just did the right thing. It was great. Yeah, and it's um, got to like you can hit this little lock button that forces all of the things that you've drawn to like be immutable oh I didn't so that you can ever yeah so that. that you can like you can do the things that you're sure of which i mean uh, yeah okay. that was the thing there are certain things that like well obviously the only way to go around this corner is, is right yeah. yeah is this way and so you just do all of the things that ah, there is no possible helpful. variation in, and then you lock those i didn't ever then... figure that out i was just i would just erase sections but it, like like that's the thing it, it was the interface was super intuitive like i was like Huh, I wonder how I erase stuff. I wonder if I just go over it again if that will erase it and it totally did. I was like, And okay. they make you they make you solve one to get to the menu. So it's like it right. just shows you this tiny little room and it's like, well, this is how this works. You gotta go in one door and go out the other door. And then until you sort of just draw a path through this room, you can't get to the menu of level select. Yep. The menu of level select. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they call it. Hey guys, you see anything interesting in the news? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Five is out. Yeah, D and D next. Are they calling Wait, it D and D next? Seriously, uh, I think. Yeah, it might be. yeah. Fifth edition. Yep. yep. It's holy shit. The, the basic rulebook PDF is for free yeah, it's just download. Free. Uh, wow. Today and I think today you can buy the starter set in game stores, and next week you can buy it in bookstores, and the week after that you can buy it on Amazon. And then the next week, it, there'll just be a salesman at your door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they're releasing, like, Player's Handbook, Monster Manual, Dungeon Master's Guide, like, month at a time. I, the, you know, giving away the Player's Handbook for free is a smart move, right? Because that way, you just get a bunch of players interested, potentially, <laughs> and then everything I, else costs money. I don't know... I don't know what they're trying to do with this. So yeah, like, do you know anything about it? Is it still sort of? Yeah. So I mean, figurine they were, heavy, and they call no, no, know. no, not even a, like it is. It is like old school ass D and D, like back to roots. So what? Basically, for everyone who didn't like fourth edition and hasn't already switched to Pathfinder, so <laughs> those four guys right. are going to be really happy with this. Like it just. I never got too head up about like edition wars, mm-hmm. but this just really seems like a product for nobody. Really? Huh. Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand who they're targeting I'm with this. I am both interested and sad that I didn't hear about this until you guys mentioned it. Like there's I mean it's been in like I signed up for the like beta test for it and have been looking at these like they would occasionally send out a packet that you could download. Although it was a little bit of a hassle to download it, so I didn't. You had to enter your password often. twice. Yeah, sometimes you did. Yeah, or you. I mean, you just had to remember like, oh, you had to set up like a wizards.com account or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
Wizards.com is one of those places where I probably have five accounts with different names or email addresses because every time I tried to log in, it was like, your name is already taken and it's probably by me. So I'll use one of my other names that I do when that happens and then forget that password because they've got weird password restrictions or whatever. God damn it. I just want to press a button and give them a dollar. (laughs) But it's just, you know, it's just back to the like, there's only four classes. Uh well, starting out. Yeah, yeah I'm, I figure it, that's some, they'll, they'll expand yeah, on that, right? It's, it's the basic Yeah, I'm, set, I'm sure so. that they will, but it's Probably like, the more classes will be in the player's handbook. Fighters don't have anything interesting to do. Well, I don't know, killing a guy is... Yeah. But they don't have, like, moves. Uh, what, what are the classes? It's, it's fighter and wizard, I assume. Fighter, and then, wizard, th- uh, cleric, cleric, and rogue. Thief. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's the, the yeah, classic no, that's, that's what you. that's what you do. Yeah, but it's just not you know it's it's shied away from the the stuff that people said of fourth edition that was all video gamey. But mm-hmm. I don't know, it just made it way less interesting to me. I like it video. Gamey. Having if are they going to continue to support fourth edition? Like, are they going to come out with more stuff for it? I don't think so. Yeah, no, because it seems like there is a space for having two editions currently in production, right? Because. Unless they just weren't making any sales on 4th edition, but I think a bunch of people were playing it, weren't they? I have no idea. I really don't know. I, I don't remember talking to people. I get, you know, like Chris Chris Moyer, our, our programmer, said that he played some 4th edition with his D&D group. Um, I don't know if they stuck with it or if they were like, this sucks, we need to go back to 3.5. Like, But they're not making any new books for that. All right, well, fuck it, we'll switch to Pathfinder, huh. which seems to be what everybody who is apt to complain about it on the internet did hmm. you and i, I should mean, play the pathfinder adventure card game yeah well. no we really should we keep saying that but we don't ever do anything other than work that's true um did you guys hear that rob pardo left blizzard i did i heard that today i that news is less interesting to me than whatever the next piece of news will be about what he's doing huh um, I, you know it he was the lead designer on WoW, so he's he's got a soft spot in my heart as being, you know, somebody who sure. made a video game that I care a lot about. Yep. So I, yeah. I will be curious to see what he does, but I'm if he feels like it's time to move on, then it's time to move on, you know. And see, whereas like Eric is the person that made all the things about WoW that I liked and well, that you just, know he, about. I mean, yeah, but that no, that's it. Those are the only ones. <laughs> that's it. It was all him. As far as I'm concerned, that game might as well have been made by Eric Dodds. And Hearthstone. Hearthstone I am, I am. Yeah, no. Hearthstone is just full on. This is an Eric Dodds joint. I am fucking stoked about well, that. And Nax, Ben, ben Brody, I think, Nax was also Remus super involved in that too. expansion. I'll uh, probably uh, have a look at that when that comes. Basically, out. everybody at Blizzard who likes us but... made Hearthstone. Sure, <laughs> that's, that's what we have learned. Middle of this month, sometime uh, I think uh, Magic 2015 Planeswalkers comes out. I with like the full deck building. Yeah, I read that app. there was a deck building component to yep. Duels of the Planeswalkers this time around. Which I mean. I'm beginning to think that though I say that that's what I want, that that's not actually what I want. Because <laughs> I really enjoyed this last Duels of the Planeswalkers. Like, I just yeah. played through all of the single-player content in it, which was probably, like, 20 games of Magic. Hmm. And, like, 
I will gladly continue to pay $20 a year to play 20 new games of Magic against some robots. <laughs> and then that's just that and listening to Mark Rosewater's podcast will be my relationship with Magic. It will just be like, it'll be like a cool pen pal. There are, there are a bunch of really cool games coming out this month. Uh, what else? Uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer is going to be out this month i think and are you gonna uh, get a ddr pad for your computer i don't know man i'm tempted really yeah that game is so good have you have you you've played it some yeah right? yeah no we played it we played it co-op at indicade yeah right like that that was just a lot of fun i don't know man i had no idea what was going on and then we just got killed and then i turned around and realized that i had just been like stomping on a thing in front of like 30 people <laughs> uh and then That's crawl crawl is coming out this what's month. that that is a local uh It's the sequel to Krull. Yes. A local and then multiplayer. Krill is the third one that takes crawl. place underwater. <laughs> I think I, I could be wrong, because uh, I haven't looked at the the material about this in many, many months, but I as I recall, this is a game where As I recall. One person plays uh, uh the adventurer and the other people play the monsters. And then if you okay. are playing the monster that kills the adventurer, you get to take over as the adventurer, and then and then the other person flips over to being a monster or something like that, um, which just sounds super cool and a neat way to play, have a sort of a multiplayer co-op slash uh, competitive game all at the same time. Because um, the, the four-player, like, you know, Samurai Gun, Nidhogg, Towerfall games are cool, but, like, I, I like the idea of of being on a team for a little while and then switching where you're not on the team and like everybody having different powers and just being able to like, just do a bunch of different stuff. Like it seems like you would just get to do continually get to play with new mechanics. Super, uh, super time force is. Oh yeah. Super time force on steam. This ultra month too. Yeah. STFU. STFU. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so good. good. <laughs> um, yep. I'm, this is a great month for, for like indie video games. I so, man, Bond will be out now that Steam. I realize now that I'm thinking about this and it's a real thing, I am really excited about this Hearthstone expansion. Yeah. Like, is that coming and, out this month? Yeah. 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 Um, July at, is where it's at. July is where it's at. I I'm about to turn 38. Oh yeah. A happy early birthday. I'm pretty sure that whatever you got me for my birthday melted. Seriously? Yeah, I'm sorry. I put you. You were so. I specifically you, told you not to leave it in the car. I didn't. I well, I did. I drove. I yeah. I had to drive here in it, and I put it in the trunk, and that was oh, that was fuck, a bad I idea. got too hot in the trunk. Yeah. So I, I am I going to be able to tell what it was? Probably. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think I think uh, maybe Kevin got me a chocolate dick for my birthday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. that I ruined my birthday present from you. It might be yeah. fine. An ice swan. <laughs> An ice. Yep. Ah, uh, good. It was a puppy. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you would have told me to open it right now if it was a puppy. I mean, it had enough. It had enough food and water to survive until your birthday. <laughs> it had enough chocolate dicks to last it until. Ah, oh, wait. Chocolate dicks are dog poison. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I left a bunch of grapes in there. I don't know what could possibly yeah, go wrong. Yeah, all the grapes you can eat. <laughs> Fido. Uh, man. Cool. Dog news. <laughs> there was, there's a thing down the street. Uh, 
It's like a pod, you know, like a pod that you get for moving, like yeah. P- P-O-D, except uh, this just says cool no. box. Oh, I thought it was, I thought you were about to say it's a pod, P-A-W-D, and it's for Oh, it's for dogs? Pets. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> P-A-W-D, it's got air holes, and yeah. Um, mm, yeah. All right. I smell a business opportunity. <laughs> I smell an assignment. Yeah. What was our assignment? Probability zero. Probability zero. Yeah. I like this game a lot. Yeah, it was great. I wouldn't go as far as to say it a lot. I didn't dislike it. Did you watch a Did you watch a Let's Play riff? No. Okay. Oh, is there one? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, there probably is. <laughs> My best score was twelve, so I didn't. I oh, didn't in the get, beginner mode. Yeah. I think I got like 20, 22 was my highest score in that mode. I think I was at 25 until like two hours before the show. And then I got a 35. Ooh. I just, you get better at it if you just keep going back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I, I think I found it very interesting that, cause we were talking about Pac-Man the other day and mm-hmm. how I, as a kid tended to play Pac-Man for progress mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to for score and the power pills just felt like a reprieve from the ghosts. And I found it interesting that this game, you're playing for kills in easy mode and for depth in expert mode. Oh, like you're great. only playing for progress. I don't... I sat down during GDC with Alex for like five minutes and he explained a bunch of stuff to me about probability zero and I don't remember any of it. Uh. I don't remember... If anything that you do makes the level ups happen more frequently, yeah, you're, those little black circles when you kill an enemy are our experience. Oh, okay. And then there's the the meter on the top right. The yeah, tells percentage you how far, thing yeah. is how far. Okay, okay. And when that when that hits a hundred percent, then you then it spawns like a little level up bar somewhere below the screen, um, and you can as soon as you get to that, you get to level up. Um, How does karma work? Yeah, I don't understand a, it. You I'm guys talked. You guys sure. talked like it was just accumulating, and then it you was. play in car. You play in karma mode, and, and it, you get as many power ups in the beginning as you have karma, and it reduces yes. your karma by one. Yes. I do not feel like karma accumulates. It definitely be- does between games. I like I because I I have it, my karma is now eight. I think. And I played a, I played in it I played a game that took me down to seven and then I accumulated it back up to eight, but just by playing some more games in both uh, in either beginner or expert. Like how many games did it take to get from seven to eight? Because it's possible know. that I just five? keep earning from zero to five. <laughs> but the, huh. do you play five karma games and then no? Like you, I, so I feel okay. like I played I played three or four games and I had five karma. Okay. And then I was like, how does this karma work? Do I keep getting more of it? And I played another game, and I watched my karma count up from zero to five. And then I played another game, and I watched my karma count up from zero to five. But the, and then I played a karma game, and it was like, your karma's reduced by one. And then I played another game, uh, and I watched my karma go from zero to five. Like, I, think I, it counts, I think it counts up every time, but the bar is also a little bit higher. And I think you are probably not noticing the difference in the level. Huh. Yeah, that's, that would be my guess. Hmm. It definitely I, accumulates. I like that it is a game about rapid iteration on a character build. I kept playing the same build though, and I yeah, so felt did I. Bad, yeah, me too. Because I didn't. What like, did, I, What did you What did you do? What did you pick? I did punch, and then I did uh, 
I forget what the, I guess knees so I yeah. can survive f- from knees farther plus. falls. I think it's a great name for that. And then I, uh, the next one was just the like unlocking the higher tier. And then I would do spike immunity. And then I would do the the one perfect match, the thing that shows you which guys have hearts. Yeah. And then I would do the next the next power upgrade. And then I that is the point where I was I was finally getting to the point where I could like see what those crazy high end power ups, but I wasn't really sure what they did because <laughs> they don't it doesn't tell you. And oh, yeah the the it also is weird because it says it unlocks four power ups. You can only pick one, but then there's only three options, and I'm like. Huh. I mean, you know that's not that's not an accident, right? Um, I did, so I was always do punch, power up, and then the one that lets you punch through normal walls. Oh, interesting. I tried that a little bit, and it was cool, but not. It didn't help me survive as much as knees. Yeah, I did end up taking a lot of de- like it does. I think if you're careful, it Present results you with a level. in. Yeah, because it just it just results in a lot fewer situations where you have to fall far enough to take damage. Right. Um, because it lets you sort of tunnel through things that would normally cost resources oh, yeah. to tunnel through. That's true. Um, okay. Then I would take the the thing that was absolutely the killer app was the one that let you stomp on guys because that huh. you could fall an arbitrary distance and then you would land on a guy and bounce and it would reset your fall height. So huh. interesting. I never I never took like, that. Yeah, no, me neither. Did, I does it did. let you land on anything or just certain enemy types? Because there are some that jump up and try to kill you and stuff. All monsters you can land on. You you can land on one monster per fall. So hmm. once you've hit one, you have to hit the ground again to like sort of oh, reset it. So if you okay. bounce and then bounce on a guy again, he'll hurt you. So you have to be careful with it. But okay. like the normal dudes, like the little flying dudes, you'll just kill them, and then sometimes you'll manage I got, to. I started to get much better at just being able to shoot downward with my stars and kill yeah. stuff like, it's it's tricky it's really narrow yeah and you but just have to be really good and also you know the the range of the punch is really limited but you get used to that and get pretty good at it. i started yeah. i the first thing i always picked was the sideways shot because of that. i tried that uh-huh. a couple times and it's I, I just i didn't like anything that had an another key combination that i had to remember hmm. yeah it, it was and and yeah i never got good at it <laughs> actually but yeah, I always did the sideways star and the knees and then a uh, 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 double stock size. Okay. Oh, huh. Okay. That makes sense if you're using stars to yeah. fight left and right. I remember I don't feel – it feels like a waste of a skill point to just unlock – I know the next I know, that's, tier. That's of the skill whole. Points. It's that's yeah. the whole like thing. But then there's yeah. some really good stuff up there, though. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I get it, but it doesn't feel good. I understand it, and I like if you had said, "Is this an interesting design?" I would say, "Yes, it is," but it doesn't feel good. I I was initially very confused about like hit points and and stuff like and leveling up. Like it, it took me like you had to explain to me how the hit points display worked, and it took me a while to realize that collecting the those little black circles. I, I did not realize that until you told me on this podcast. Okay. I didn't know that there was anything that you could do to control the rate at which level mm-hmm. up. I think occurred. you might also, because you're the very first thing you kill always unlocks the first level for you. So you might also be getting XP for kills. At least on beginner, um, just a little bit. And like the first level, you only need one or something, but I, I don't know. 
it's hard to pay attention to all the interface at the same time while you're also worrying about surviving and yeah. not falling off the bottom and stuff. I kind of like the fact that playing it safe means you're fairly high up in the screen, but that also means that the fucking crazy shifting hit point interface oh, is in your, constantly in your way. In your way. <laughs> yeah, it's like just it's it's just sort of like like a shitty weird version of the Spelunky ghost that doesn't actually kill you. It just makes it so you can't see anything that's behind it. Did so like did you guys get to the point where the enemies start getting crazy? <laughs> Yeah, they start shooting red bullets at you oh, and stuff, no, and there's a lot of, like, the things that you land on that then just explode into four or five other enemies. Yeah, there's you... there's a bunch of stuff, and, like, stuff that starts just following you, like, stuff that will sit at the bottom of the screen and just keep shooting up, and stuff that will f- sit sort of at the top of the screen and follow and start shooting down you, at you at a bunch of locations and stuff, like... Reading that the game started as, like, a sort of procedurally generated Gradius-style game makes... Uh makes a lot more sense. Okay. Like just to just to, it it reads as a shoot 'em up, but then oh, let's just point it downwards and have gravity work, which suddenly just makes it its own kind of thing. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. It's super good. It's definitely uh Yeah. No, I like, I like the playing. mood and tone of it too, the And the, the music is really good. and music. Yeah. yeah, did uh did Ryan it's real tense. who did the music for Starseed Pilgrim also do the music I for this? I don't know. Alex Alex has done some of his own music. This did not sound like the stuff of his that I've heard, but it's possible. I didn't actually look at the credits. So hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad that we did this as an assignment because it got me to play it, which I just sort of hadn't. I bought it like two years ago when I bought Starseed Pilgrim. I like got hmm. the bundle the that was the only way that at the time that you could buy Starseed Pilgrim. I'll just buy anything that Jonathan Blow tells me to buy. <laughs> he says a thing on Twitter, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" I think he's the one that originally recommended Alcazar too. So, who yeah, knows? yeah. I, you know, I bet he's another guy that likes the Alan Hazelden games that you like. That I I don't never even get know if he's first aware level. of them. Honestly, hmm. that seems like he would be. Yeah, I don't know. He likes a puzzle. Are you are you freaking out, Riff? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Are there monsters outside? Uh, I heard something go. I'm guessing that was a cat. Yeah, Juggalo probably. cat had yeah. several kittens, and so now there's oh, yeah. like a whole herd. Oh, really? There's oh, a whole herd I know, of Juggalos. I haven't seen Juggalo cat in ages. I, I mean, Juggalo cat might be long dead. Yeah. There was a cat that looked kind of like a Juggalo that <laughs> hung out in the front yard of the office and had a bunch of kittens that looked like just shitty smaller Juggalos. <laughs> huh. And what what uh, what is a Juggalo's distinguishing feature in feline form? Clown makeup? <laughs> oh, so, yeah? Yeah. No, it's very... I could never get a good picture of Juggalo Cat, but... Okay. Like, if I showed you a lineup of 30 random cats and said one of these is Juggalo Cat, you would immediately be like, oh, it's that one. I, I, I wasn't sure if it was like, <laughs> like you saw it drinking it's... Fago out of a dish or something. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, yeah, but I was the one that put that Fago in that dish. Uh, so okay. like, <laughs> that doesn't really count then. Yeah. Uh, so, what's our next assignment, fellas? Octodad, oh, deadliest yeah. catch. I'd forgotten. You'd forgotten that we were on a podcast. Yeah, hmm. uh, we, were just, we were just having a cool cats. cat yeah. chat. Or I think chat. If if you for our for our cheap listeners who don't want to pay for a, this awesome game that just came out, uh, there's also a free version that was like the the DePaul University student project that it sort of was originally born as pretend um, that instead of cheap kevin had said thrifty so that it wouldn't seem like an indictment i don't know i'm i'm pretty cheap so when it comes to comes to buying things um 
And if if you didn't get it during the Steam sale, then you're you're a sad sad person. Um, but uh, there's also a free sort of early prototype version of it that uh, I've not since I've not played Deadly Sketch yet. I don't know how it compares, but uh, it's it is a game. I have played some of it, so I'm excited yeah, to see what the too. fuss is all about. Yeah, I think. It is one of those games where the whole point of it is that the controls are weird. Which yeah. Yeah, it's like a surgeon simulator kind of kind thing. Kind of. Yeah. So that 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 part does not necessarily excite me, but the the mood of the game is awesome and I think a bunch yeah. of the just like just stuff the general that happens plot and concept is really funny. Well, and like unlike surgeon simulator where like there like will be like little funny moments or whatever, this is set in a world where you're given a bunch of varied tasks and then a bunch of like funny stuff ha- just falls out of the the physics of it um right, so it's more difficult controls like surgeon simulator less difficult controls like enviro bear where <laughs> it's just really hard because it's awkward mm. uh, yeah i don't know i don't know or like the, I, 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 the alpha protocol hacking mini game <laughs> God, I don't remember that one at all. It was the one where you had one thing, like it would have made a code? lot of. It would have made a lot of sense on a, on a controller where you just had two analog sticks. But yeah, you were moving around the things. One thing with the with the WASD and one thing with the mouse, and you had to like get them to the thing that matched the thing that was above you. Yeah, I see. And it, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was just like, wow, this is not the right controls for this. Huh. Yeah, I I feel bad because I didn't ever finish that game and it has been so long. I don't know that I'm going to remember anything. You're right off into the sunset with Stephen Heck. <laughs> yeah. the only it's the only good ending. Ah, it's the good. It's the ending you get when you fuck, fuck up, up so bad that else. everyone dies except for Stephen Heck. Eh, that's whatever. pretty. That's pretty great. That that's, that is the world that I want. That is the world that I want to live in. <laughs> Hey, you guys want to do some listeners' mails? Oh, sure. All right. Riff Orama writes, this is what? not you, is it, Riff? I don't think so. Just read an article in New York in the New York Times about live-action locked room games in Budapest. Had two thoughts right away. First was that you guys would be all about it and need to plan a field trip. Second was that between the games and the ruined pubs, I'm all about going back to Budapest, preferably during the Ziggit Festival, a multi-day rock festival that kicks much ass. Then he links to the New York Times article. Patrick at, the, yeah, Patrick, at Campo yeah, Santo uh, had t- just went on a trip to Budapest to do a bunch of room escape things. Huh. Um, he said that like it, it sounded is fucking great. It's like crazy. exploding there. Yeah. It's like not it's like out of control. Which is great. And yeah, he's, he he's his opinion was that it, like that was actually where the scene was coming from. And I wonder if it went from there to Japan or if the Japanese thing just comes out of the video game locked room cuz like the escape room stuff that we've done with uh the Japanese company out here in San Francisco definitely does feel a lot like the video game room escape stuff. And the stuff that he was talking about was like crazy physical puzzles that sounded awesome, but very, very weird and different. And didn't have much in the way of referees. Yeah. It seemed like it was more a machine that you interacted with that changed things in the world in an automated way hmm. rather he, the, than... He, was, he described something where there was like something in a wooden box and you had to use a magnet to manipulate a thing. It showed you on the... Like I showed you a diagram... And then you had to like manipulate with a magnet a, a metal. Thing yeah, you had to get a key. To get key. Through, you had to get a key through a maze you couldn't see. Yeah, it, like it was, which was like just an an antechamber puzzle, <laughs> basically. basically. Yeah, like. 
Oh, which, uh, by the way, if if you're listening to this in a super timely fashion, uh, the Humble Weekly sale includes Antichamber and some other cool uh, puzzle Antichamber games. Antichamber is great, and I recommend yeah. it to everyone who likes things that are good. Yeah. Uh, Mercenary Kings is also, if you get the highest tier, it's, which was an assignment that we did as well, and I really like that game. So... Uh, let's see, Karen Conliffe wrote in an email. Uh, there was a discussion ages ago when Xbox announced a digital distribution model before rapidly backing down, where Zach was of the opinion that most people prefer digital distribution with an overtone of most people are on PC. Um, I wound up looking up the numbers today for an unrelated reason, but it reminded me of that discussion. Currently, PSN has 110 million members and Xbox Live has 148. Steam has only 7.5 million members. Given numbers like that, and given that the vast majority of console users still purchase physical copies, it looks like digital model is still a ways away. Regardless, I just thought those numbers were, were interesting. There definitely seems to be an edge of elitism among PC gamers. I've seen the hideous phrase PC gaming master race popping up from otherwise apparently <laughs> rational people, and I wonder how much of that is fueled by being effectively such a fringe part of the gaming community. Have you noticed this? And if so, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I think when I said most people prefer digital distribution, I didn't mean that most people use digital distribution. It's that like, given the option, they would yeah a DVD a DVD case with no manual in it and just a disc that you have to put in and then wait for. I don't think is like a good experience compared to just clicking a button using the exact same credit card to pay the exact same amount and then just having the thing available to play. Well, in six hours when it's done downloading or whatever i i also but i mean can you get to the store and back and install it from a disc in six hours like you could if that's all you were doing well don't the games just run off the discs a lot of the time no, I, I think on modern consoles you usually have to install them to huh. the drive on them to i'm maybe, out of the i'm out dude, of the loop maybe not I yeah I, I, what i know is that every time i go and i buy a fucking ps3 game I usually can't play it until the day after I decide I want to play it because of all the updates and the progress bars that have to move across. And, like, it doesn't really take 24 hours, but it takes, you, like, an hour, at which point I'm not in the mood anymore. need to boot up your PlayStation more no, than I'm once sure, a year. I, you know, I'm, sure, I'm sure that that's true. Or so turn on, on the, the setting where it just it turns itself on and updates itself. Like, that's, what the, I, that's why I don't understand why you don't have that on. I think you need PS Plus to get that. I don't think so. Really? I didn't notice it start happening until I got PS Plus. Hmm. On the PC Gaming Master Race thing, I've only ever heard that used by people being disparaging about yeah, people who... I've never heard, I've never heard anybody like an say iron-ism. that they were a member of the PC Gaming Master Race, yeah. except really sarcastically, Yeah. if even that. Um, it's anyway, weird said feeling it, like my, my preferred method of playing games is fringe, but... You know, I'm just super outside of the console playing market. In you're, I mean, you're a fringe within a fringe because you have a Mac, right? That's true. Yeah, it just, to me, like, video games never, like, to people like us, the video game crash meant that the computer was where you played video games, yeah. right? There wasn't a gap for us between the Atari and the NES because we were just playing games on the computer during right. that time. So there yeah. were new games, same as there always were. Hmm. Um, I mean, I like, in almost every case, a decently maintained, and by, you know, by that I mean you spend a couple hundred dollars every couple years on a new video card, a decent PC is always going to be more powerful than whatever the most recent generation of consoles is because the consoles are just PCs, mm-hmm. right? But they're like, they're commodity 
PCs that were manufactured based on a spec that was written years prior to the release of the console, much less, the, much less years prior to, you know, the Xbox 360 being 10 years old. Yeah. There is the, like, slight bit of, of sort of optimization that you might be able to do because you know exactly what kind of hardware you're targeting. Yeah, I mean, and it also... Consoles used to have the advantage of you stick the card in and push the button and it goes, which is no longer the case anymore. Yeah. But... He, he sends in a follow-up, and as soon as I send that, a friend throws this article alleging PC revenue surpasses console revenue at me. doesn't change my core point, which is that anyone using the phrase PC Master Race deserves to be beaten unconscious with a copy <laughs> of Anne Frank's diary. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess if the problem is that it's, like, uh, evoking... Anne Frank would approve of Evoking that. Nazis. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think they would like that either. I don't think the Nazis would like that very much. <laughs> um, when did it ever get... But it becomes so anti-Nazi. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, Brian Murphy says, Referencing the discussion about adventure games and how puzzles and narrative-heavy games blocking the story, maybe video games can take a modern concept from tabletop, the idea of failing forward, the idea being in tabletop you should never place a game-stopping roadblock in your game, i.e. a door the PCs must open that is locked by a riddle. Uh, by must open, I mean must. There is no other narrative possibility. The PCs have to figure out the riddle in the intended way and cannot knock out the wall, go somewhere else, etc. Rather, at minimum, allow the narrative to move forward even if the PCs fail, i.e. the door opens with the wrong answer, but the skeleton with a sweet sword doesn't show up, or is alerted to the PC's presence, or the prince falls in some acid, um, <laughs> or, pri or prince, prince falls, falls in some acid. Yeah. Um, LSD. That's why the rain was purple. Yeah. It was acid rain. Um, they, they announce at Woodstock, don't drink the purple rain. Um, it's from the tie-dye factory next door that is ironically destroying the environment. Uh, um, I don't know of any modern games that move the narrative forward even if the player fails. Can you think of any? Murph Murphy. Um, I, you know, I, I met a guy named Murph Murphy in, uh, in Wildstar and I was like, are you the Murph Murphy from podcasts? And he was like, probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. There are games where you have to fail. Like what, there are missions in Far Cry 2 that you have to fail in order for the game to proceed. Mm, yeah. Right? Every now and then you meet an unkillable boss in one game or another. But gen uh, that's I mean, not the same thing, though. Generally, though, there's there's just the problem of like you can't get the drop from this guy unless you kill this guy, and you can't finish the quest, which is the story, until you kill this guy. I mean, I think that that's just easy in tabletop games because tabletop games are about a human person who is able to think on his feet and make stuff up. Yeah, right. And a and a set of game systems has to. It's difficult to produce a set of systems that's robust enough to produce a satisfying experience no matter what happens. I mean, arguably, the narrative of, like, a Spelunky moves forward even when you fail because the narrative is, Haha, did you see the hilarious way that I got killed this mm -hmm. time? You know, but the narrative of the guy who plunders the tomb and steals the giant golden idol and is will be remembered as a hero, that doesn't that doesn't go forward and if you fail it's right. um yeah i don't know i mean there, part of it is like in a game where progression is meaningful it's hard to say because again like in a tabletop game if there's an opportunity for your players to get like a really sweet sword but they don't figure out the riddle of the sweet sword then the boss that they run into later can't be a thing that is only possible because they have this sweet sword, right? So, like, you, 
it kind of makes it so you can't have any plot important challenges unless you are prepared to change the plot. Mm-hmm. Like, don't the, like, there are definitely games that get easier when you get killed. But, but that isn't changing. That isn't like moving the plot forward. But it is, but it, but it is, right? it like is that's just changing the game mechanics to like, but it is reactive. sort of, but it is sort of like making sure you move forward even when you fail. Right. So it's kind of like that. It's, it's just doing it in the way that it can, which is not yeah. like, it's not like, ah, oh, you failed this. You didn't beat this boss. And so now this boss isn't dead. Like you get into this spiral. Where, well, all right. Now this boss isn't dead. So he shows up to help this other boss be even more evil. So like the fact that you were sort of bad at the game in level three, the only way that it makes any sense for that to continue is if level four is now even harder because <laughs> It's still got all of the skeletons from level three right. running around, which that's uh, dissatisfying. I mean, I don't mind when a game makes it easier on you when you fail. I would rather that than just walk away from the game pissed off that it got to a point where it was above my skill level. Right. There's definitely something to that criticism where video games are the only medium that will tell you you can't you can't experience this because you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get to see the rest of this. Not entirely true. Like there are books where there are parts in other languages and they don't translate it for you or whatever, right? Like Yeah, books for assholes. <laughs> for assholes by assholes. Faba. It's the Faba books. <laughs> and I think some of them were written with the understanding that you would just know those languages. Yeah, like, I mean T T S Eliot is fond of the like little plate in the beginning in some other language and i just to me that's like all right i'm just dismissing this as wankery (laughs) like (laughs) i'm thinking of like i mean granted i'm reading it in translation so like war and peace or whatever would has a bunch of stuff in russian and then they will speak that you know the upper class will speak in french because that's just what they do and then that's just how it's written it's both in russian and in french and, you know, granted, because I'm reading it in translation, I, there's just a footnote that explains what the French is or whatever, but. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think, though, that the baseline level of sophistication in a video game still exhibits that problem in a way that, like, Harry Potter doesn't. If we assume that Harry Potter is the baseline level of sophistication in writing. I mean, I could imagine somebody getting intimidated by how long the books become, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't, I I still think that it's categorically different. You know, I I think that there is, there is a point to that argument because even a short game exhibits this problem. I guess, and it's not it's not just video games. Doesn't. It's like like you know puzzle puzzle hunts do this. Yeah, like there are yeah. other there are other. Ooh, Maze of Games world. is out soon. Oh yeah, yeah I, I keep it's getting like, emails about yeah, that. Shipping. I hope that I hope that that is not at Bad. a level of difficulty that I find mm. unfun. We can work on them together. 
I'd happily do that if you want. Yeah, but when we work on puzzles together, what that means is that I do 1% of the work, get stuck and get bored, and you do the remaining 99% of the work. <laughs> and then you, and then to your credit, you, you like knock on my door and say, Zach, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That's cute. Um, Bread Tower says, hey, guys, if one of you could waste five minutes and check out the older shooter Hero Core, you might have a future assignment on your hands. It's the best game maker uh, creation I've played. It's extremely addicting and able to be finished in less than six hours, including expert content. Yeah, we played Hero Core. Like, what was the game that we made that we did as an assignment that was by that same guy? I don't remember. I remember the name Hero Core, but I don't remember actually playing that. You you might not have. Oh, son of a bitch. It was a, he had done another game that you played that was something about garden gnomes. Oh, was that uh shit, that was recent too. That was um it was weird. I need to get to looking at either game maker or the new EG. Unity stuff. EG, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Hero God. Hero Course by thank, the guy that made yeah. yeah, Hero Course by the guy that made EG. Yeah. So oh, is it? Yeah. Um I remember playing like I remember after playing EG as the assignment being surprised that oh right, this guy made that game because I really enjoyed playing Hero Core. I think I just huh. encountered Hero Core on Congregate like four or five years ago. Okay. Um EG is EG is a phenomenal game. Like it is so weird. It is so weird that that game exists. It is in a space. Yeah. It is in a space that is occupied by exactly EG. Well, games. I mean, it is. It's like <laughs> System Shock, but it's a two D platform. Well, it's like System Shock, except it's a free game that one guy made over the course of like nine years. Yeah. Right. What? Yeah. System Shock divided into discrete levels. System we Shock is just... divided into discrete. Nah, levels. but you can move back and forth between oh, them easily. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. They're not Wait. levels. They're just different places. Eh, they're levels, Riff. <laughs> they really are. Uh, but we also just played um, the Dark Scepters game. Yeah. Then uh, that was sort of the same, the same kind of deal, right? Like that was a passion project that was also kind of like a puzzly platformer by one person over multiple years. It's weirdly... Yeah, I mean, it is it is similar, I guess. It's not. I mean, it doesn't have the system shock kind of. Yeah, vibe to I, it. it's less. It's less good. The there wasn't. I as guess much the word for like that a, is worse. <laughs> <laughs> there was not as much of like a, a narrative arc to it and and whatnot. But damned fish writes there are a lot of people who live stream themselves playing video games or record it to upload to youtube later some of them are just speed runs and people playing the game well some of them are just dicking around and having fun are there any video game live streamers slash youtubers that you guys would recommend there are so many and not all of them are good bananasaurus rex yeah i do like although i like watching bananasaurus rex's spelunky runs but i don't i don't really enjoy his commentary Mm -hmm. like i generally yeah. have a really hard time with let's players i i did just did you see I his tend... thousand and one spikes run i didn't he did a world record he beat the entire game in 17 minutes hmm. man in a single in a single playthrough i enjoy the highlights of a awesome games done quick or a summer games done yeah. quick but generally generally i i find the running commentary just kind of tiresome hmm I just the commentary that it depends I liked on like the stuff that? Cosmo did for that 
that uh, Ocarina Let's Play. Yeah, I was, was just really about to say interesting. that was the one that I was going to mention where it's like an hour, but he is constantly just describing all of the weird, crazy glitches and stuff that he's using. And like, he's just framing everything in a really interesting way and has a good sort yeah, of, I mean, cer- certainly some of the, some of them are better communicators, right? I, yeah. God, the guy, the, the speed run of Link's awakening is, Oh, the that is just a he's... fucking masterpiece. Yeah, like that, yeah. that as a like performative thing, mm-hmm. it like, I kind of don't think that that counts as a let's play or even a speed run video. Like that is just a composition. Mm. There's for anyone that doesn't know it, the it was, it was a let's play in which he was completely destroying the game with glitches, but playing it off as though he was just playing through it completely normally. <laughs> And so he says, uh, so I'm not sure why this dungeon is called level six, considering that it's only the third one we've been in. I guess that was just a mistake they made (laughs) and things like that. It was really funny. But yeah, I don't, uh, I, I tend to want to like when I'm in the mood for that kind of entertainment, I want to like listen to a podcast while I do something with my hands. Like I don't tend to sit and watch things. Mm. Like a porn podcast, yeah. The the um, streamer Some slash YouTuber cast. that I enjoy the most is a Super Great Friend, but his I can't really recommend anyone start with his his current streams right now because what he's streaming right now is uh, Virtue's Last Reward, which he's maybe four fifths of the way through. So it's not a good time to start watching that. And the other thing he's doing is. Uh, was it WWE 2K14 as using like the create your own wrestler and wrestling scenarios mode to finish the long, long saga of Bully Demise, this wrestling character that he's played through like six different games. And it's full of in jokes that call back to earlier LPs that he's done. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't get any of the humor if you started watching that just now. But if you look up his channel on YouTube and look at some of his earlier stuff, it's all really good. Riff, who are some of the best Minecraft video? Oh, it has been a while. Let me think. Um, I can't think of any other names. There is a guy who did a thing called Hermitcraft, but I've forgotten his handle. Yeah. Um, It's been a couple years since I've watched any Minecraft videos, but some of those were really good. Some of those were really good, especially when they did, like, they'd do those tournaments where they'd, they'd put... 12 guys on the server in oh, teams right. of two and and whoever was the last guy standing after yeah where you you if you died you were out and whoever was the last person standing after so many hours was winner my typical experience of a let's play is i will want to watch a game and i will start one and the guy will start talking and it's just like some fat asshole that I can't stand to listen to Mm -hmm. and so I go to another one and it's just a different asshole and then I go to another one and it's a different asshole and it's (laughs) like it's just this particular kind of like guy who thinks he's funny but isn't that I just that's the problem I just find so so easy to make and post an LP that and like I counted as a hit for that guy so even if I only watched the first like 10 seconds of it before I got sick of his terrible jokes it doesn't. It doesn't increment their viewed counter, though. 
Doesn't it? No. You have to watch the whole thing. Oh. No. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's it's definitely got that problem of, you know, 99% of this is crap. But every now and then, you f- if you find a guy who knows his job and does it well. Or I guess a guy that you like. I, yeah, or a I guy find, that you like. I find it a lot easier to listen to, like, British dudes mm-hmm. doing it because they just don't. Even their accents are so dreamy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. Like, actually, I'm just more willing to tell it because I can't like picture them and know that they're like an asshole that I wouldn't want to hang out with. Even though I <laughs> met them and spent enough time with them, I would realize that they were a, just an English asshole that I didn't want to hang out with. There is, I forget where it was. If it was my friends that have a little kid who's into Minecraft, or if it was something I saw on a Minecraft on a, on a meta filter thread about Minecraft or something, but somebody was talking about how their kid who is super into Minecraft and also watches a lot of let's plays was playing Minecraft while narrating it to themselves out loud in the style of a let's play, but they were doing a British accent because so many of the guys who do Minecraft let's plays are British that the kids are starting to latch on to the idea that that's the sound you uh, like make when you're doing mo- a let's play. Their internal monologue is just a British guy talking about Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, good. so so like British is British accent is becoming the Minecraft accent for no particular reason except that a lot of let's players of it are British, which is weird. Yeah, that's great. Well, gentlemen, I, this has been a fantastic episode of Video Games Hot Dog, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> did, you have, did you have something else you wanted to say, Kevin? Sorry. No, no, not at all. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail, how would they go about doing that? They could tweet us at VG Hot Dog. They could email us, VGHotDog at gmail.com, or they could go to our website, VideoGamesHotDog.com, where there's a form you can fill out to submit questions or kill skeletons with swords and check out old episodes and stuff. And Kevin, I know it's lonely over there in San Francisco, but don't worry. Next week, I'll be I'll be right back there with you in in that wonderful studio with that computer that never fucks up and loses our podcasts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good night, everyone. See ya. Have a great week, everybody. It's like, oh, they extended the light rail out here. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And then you get them to talk about the light rail for a couple sentences. So I, I wonder if you need a credit card to ride that train. Like, oh, God damn it. Is that why you said that in the first place? We were trying to have an actual grown up, real fucking conversation with you, you prick. <laughs>